Free FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impactspreowned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to a rainy version of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM and all around the world on, uh, what we got, Ronnie, apps and all sorts of stuff? We do. Uh, the Listen in app. Listen Live app. and You can go to the uh, station webpage yeah. and click on a button or you can go to uh, TuneIn app. Yeah. And if you want to listen to us, you can do it. You can Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. I didn't know if you'd come out in the rain. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> I did get used to in the last year of not worrying about when it rained. Yeah. Because I wasn't going anywhere. Right. And my first thought this morning when I looked out the window was, oh, crap. But I decided to come on anyway. All right. Well, you didn't stop at the barber on the way, I can No, see. I did not. <laughs> I'm still sporting my... Long locks. Well, you and Greg look good sitting next to each other there with, with all the hair. Alan, good morning to you. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, hate to say it, but it don't look good for our local dirt racing around here. No, it doesn't. It does not look good at all, but, uh, but they had some stuff going last week you can, you can well, talk about, right? We had a little bit going on last week and had a little bit going on last last night down in Livonia, Georgia. Oh, okay. So uh, we got a little bit to talk about later on today. All right. And last and by no means least, good morning, Greg. Good morning to everybody. How you doing? Doing doing pretty good. Uh, can't complain. Uh, this rain, it seems like we ain't had a whole lot of luck with rain and racetracks and stuff. It seems like it's been gloomy for about six months. Yeah, but they get them in eventually. They do. And uh, um, while I got you here, you lined us up a real good guest this week. Who'd we got? Who, who'd we get? We got Ken Schrader. And, uh, well, like I say, he races all the time. He's on the road headed to, uh, well, you you looked it up. He, uh, it looked like it was Wartburg, Tennessee, which yeah. I've never heard of that. But uh, anyway. He's, he's going to be on the road. He says if he goes to a tunnel or something, <laughs> might have a little problem. But he said, he said his phone worked pretty good. So well, he's fun to talk to. He is, and he knows everything, and he's done everything, and he's well, still he's, doing it. He's pretty much. Have car, will travel. That's right. I tell you what, I pulled him up on the website last night, and I was really surprised at um, his operation and and all the uh, all the cars he's got. That Arca, and I saw a truck sitting there. And what'd you say, Alan? Those are open wheel modifieds. Yes, sir. And open I, wheel modifieds. Davy Strimmy and all them boys. A lot of you boys from uh, NASCAR are moving down to this division. This is getting to be a big popular division. It looks like, I mean, the cars look great. I would think the racing would be good. Well, I first saw Kenny Schrader in person at uh, a race in North Carolina, uh, an ARCA race, 
and he came in second to a 17-year-old Joey Logano. Uh. And at the press conference after the race, all the reporters were wanting to talk to Kenny. But Kenny wasn't having any of it. He said, this is the young man that run, won this race. This is who you need to be talking to. Well, I think that was sliced bread before he'd actually started slicing it. It was. He was just out of the oven. Yeah, I, it, it was one of his first <laughs> moderately big-time wins. I can tell you the first time I saw Kenny Schrader, and I actually didn't know I was... Let me put it this way. Was when I was in the Secret Service, and we spent a lot of time up in Minnesota with Walter Mondale, who, by the way, passed away this week. And... Uh, but I was with him uh, in the 1940, uh, 1940, 1984 election. And, uh, and uh, get out and laughing. He thinks it really is. Well, it was 1948. 1984 election. And uh, we, we went out to the, or I went out by myself, to the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, which was a one-mile dirt track with a big, huge grandstand and everything for a, a USAC gold cup, gold crown, whatever it was big car race uh it was the car they're even bigger than the sprint cars these are big cars and uh kenny was in that race and i talked about it last time when he was on so i won't bring it up this year but that was 1984 um so and then of course we will have uh at a little um schedule shuffling around we will have at 10 20 this morning bobby bennett's gonna come on and catch us up on drag racing and, of course, right after he is on, we'll talk to Deb Williams. So, um, got a packed show. And uh, Dad Gummit, Debbie, promised we would pick the winner last week because we had, like, the last seven winners in a row. And uh, how'd we do on that, Alan? Uh, we didn't do too good. <laughs> Jada come off a close of 11 car, but uh, that last caution, that 48, that boy got up on that stern wheel and he went to driving he did, and he was, uh, uh, we're talking about Bowman the Showman, yep. number 48, uh, and Jimmy Johnson's old card. And I hear them say, now, I don't know. First win for Ally. But it was the first win for no, the number 48 since like 2017 at Dover, I think they said. So, I mean, that particular number, and uh, of course, it was Lowe's back then. And, but, go ahead. And since you brought that up, I know you had to watch Jimmy Johnson. Well, I, in fact, I watched more of that than I did the, the, the cup race. I was really interested that that IndyCar race at Birmingham was fabulous. I mean, and by the way, if your name was Alex last Sunday, chances are you won because uh, they had a first-time winner at Birmingham for the IndyCars, um, and that was Alex Palau, and he, uh, just a young kid, just, just, just getting started. But I tell you what, Jimmy Johnson... Got more airtime for any ninth place, 19th place finisher than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he was doing commercials and interviews, and they interviewed him after the race. And I'm going to tell you what, I am not impressed. I like Jimmy Johnson as a person, I guess. He's such a clean-cut guy and you know, all that stuff. But he, uh, you know, he's, well, had, one he, thing he he's said, had a lot of trouble in those Daytona prototypes. And now he's, this was his first IndyCar race. And I was sort of, there was one time there early in the race, and I think I texted uh Allen that he just spun out, but it was like they were going through some S's or something, and some guy came blowing past him like he was tied to a post, and I think it scared him, because it got to the next turn, and he lost it and spun out, and there wasn't anybody near him. He didn't hit anything. Well, that's not something he's used to have happening. Uh, uh, absolutely, not in those kind of cars either. And if you notice, one of the things he talked about in his post-game interview 
was that he talked about how specialized these drivers are, and he's really feeling the learning curve. That it's it's. He said, "I'm learning something every lap, but I've got a long way to go." Well, what I told you about before, uh, from from a Nextel Cup car down to these Indy cars, is kind of like driving a dump truck and getting over into a Corvette. <laughs> well, it's something else. Um, I guess he'll come around. He, he's. I mean, I don't want to use the term that I used last week and got Deb mad, but uh, he's a little long in the tooth to be. Taking up a new... Uh, to be a rookie. Yeah, I mean, th- this is another entirely different thing that he's trying to do on two different fronts, and well, you heard, I'm unimpressed. You kind of heard what he said before the race there, that his intentions were to go to IndyCars before he went to NASCAR. But, yeah. Chivalet, but Chevrolet got out of yeah. the IndyCar racing, so he had to go to NASCAR. Well, I yeah. think it's worked so, out okay for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, too, it, it it reminds me of when Michael Jordan decided he was going to be a professional baseball player. It's a whole different set of tools than basketball. Yeah, but I always heard that Michael Jordan got run off because of his gambling. <laughs> I, I mean, the NBA said, you know, you, you need to cut back on gambling, so instead of us suspending you, why don't you uh, go play baseball? Now, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Sound like a Paul Horning deal or something, don't it? Well, Paul Horning got he and Alex Karras just flat got kicked out. You know, there's not many people that would remember that, and I remember like it was yesterday, and it was 1963 that they had to sit out the '64 season. But um, Greg remembers it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul Horning, you know, uh, uh, Vince Vince Lombardi took him over, and uh, you know, he played, I think, at Notre Dame. He's one the only guy I think to win the Heisman Trophy on a losing team. They were like five and seven or something, uh, three and eight, whatever they were back in those days, the number of games. But um, anyway, this is a racing show, so let's try to stay on on course here. The uh, but I thought the Indy cars were were extremely interesting, and uh, that wreck at the beginning was a hellacious. Wreck. Well, it was, and I, I was uh, going to get into that in depth later. Uh, when we do the the wrap up of all the races, but who was the guy that lost it? Was that a uh, Hinchcliffe? They were coming over the hill on the first lap, and uh, he lost it right in front of the whole pack. Slid out, and he was like in the middle of the pack, and he slid out right in front of everybody. And boy, I'm telling you, yeah, it was Hinchcliffe, and they everybody out there just about hit him. And uh, man, there was wings and parts and everything flying all over the place, and it was Joseph Newgarden. It was Joseph Newgarden that did that, and he's one of the top guys. And about three or four of them, Ryan Hunter Ray and Colton Herta and Felix Rosenquist, all piled into him. Jimmy did a masterful job of getting around it. I mean, he did, but he was going so slow, I guess, that uh, <coughs> it wasn't too hard for him to miss it. You know, Perry, uh, usually the NASCAR drivers over the years uh, can do pretty good in an, in an Indy car. At Indy, it not on a road course with 17 turns at Birmingham. Well, there is a long right. list of Indy dri- of stock car drivers that have done well at Indy. Most recently, Kurt Busch finished fifth, you know, like five or six years yeah. ago. Called this an oval. Well, I mean, well yeah. yeah, Paul Goldsmith, uh, 
Marshall Teague going way, way back. Uh, Donnie Allison was a rookie of the year up there. Bobby, Bobby run like Bobby Johns ran a bunch up there and uh, Jim Clark's uh, teammate. So, yeah, stock car drivers can drive an Indy car. But, uh, you know, on a road course. On a road course. That they didn't have any road courses back in those days too much because they had those front engine Offenhausers that everything offset to the left for all left hand turns and, uh, you know, it doesn't do too good when you got to go right. But anyway, that was uh, that was quite a Sunday of racing. I don't know how much we'll get today. We were just looking at the radar out there in the lobby, and I got this tickle in my throat, and I know I'm going to cough in a second. But um, it actually looks pretty decent for Alabama. Well, that's good. That's good. Like I say, we've seen enough rain. Uh, but the shows we have seen are, are great. Well, they get them in eventually. You know, I hate the rain mess with Bristol like it did, but the general consensus was, it's like Bob Allison said, he said, it was entertaining. It was something different. Well, they're supposed to have an ARCA race today at 1, and um, and the Xfinity races at 4. And from what we saw on the radar out there, there's a, it's pretty sc- scattered pockets of rain around there, and, uh, you know, that's a big track to have to dry, but... I think they might get more racing in today than uh, was originally thought. So, uh, well, are you talking about wrecks on the first uh, first lap over there? Indy cars. Uh, you better if you want to see some more action, just turn, tune into Talladega. Well, and uh, I mean that's. A, I'd be shocked if we pick a winner this week. <laughs> Since any they got all they got forty spots filled. I mean they got the whole whole pack and. Uh, we can't pick it on a on Martinsville. I'd be surprised if we can pick it where they anybody can win. And, and usually there's a, a big surprise up there. A lot of first-time winners at Talladega like we see every week. But um, we got a guy sitting here, Greg Moore, who uh, y'all's cars practically owned that place in the mid-'70s. And, and even later with Bobby Allison and the Thunderbird, y'all did had uh, victories and did real good at Talladega. Well, we first we first tried running Talladega uh, in '72. Uh, we run around there with Donnie Allison. I think we run about eight, and we were developing that small motor. And uh, we just uh, went to the, went to this and and that. And uh, Buddy Baker done such a good job. I think we won three in a row. Would have been four in a row, but they had a sabotage deal that went I don't on. Remember that. And 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 that was a race that Dick Brooks won, and he was fast that day. But uh, but we had uh, we we did have have but like I say, Bobby Allison come back and won it in that boxy Thunderbird, and Earnhardt was a missile in '83. Yeah, I mean that that car and motor, I could go on for days about it. Well, actually, we need to do a commercial, Ronnie. What you yeah, got? Real quickly before we go, I'm looking at the weather for Talladega. Until about 4 p.m., it's supposed to be cloudy, but then start with 50%, then 70% chance of thunderstorms. Well, maybe they can bump it up after the ARCA race if they get it in. I don't know, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we were looking at a doubleheader uh, on Sunday. But anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to get Bobby Bennett on the phone, and we'll see what's going on in the world of drag racing with him. If I don't choke to death, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. 
start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside. Now presented let's... by Phillips and Lawing, Fuel of Chesney, as a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. Let's get the latest drag racing news from the publisher and editor of CompetitionPlus.com, Bobby Bennett. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Bobby. 
Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you doing this Saturday morning? We're doing great. Are you on the road someplace? Uh, I'm glad you got a few minutes to talk to us. No, no, just have a business meeting here in a in a little while, and uh, that's about it. Otherwise, I've got a, no weekend racing. Well, we need to have you on more often than we've had you so far this year, or we wouldn't have that expensive opening I just played for you. But uh, um, try to catch us up a little bit on what's been going on, because... Uh, I know we've been some weeks we warned you, and there was one week you were traveling to a race, and our connection wasn't too good. So, uh, what's been going on? Talk to us. Oh man! It's, uh, well, of course, next week we're we're gearing up for the final race at Atlanta Dragway, and if you don't have your tickets, you ought to get them uh, because this will be the last uh, time the NHRA races in uh, in Commerce, Georgia, and that's kind of a sad thing, but. You know, this market has been kind of oversaturated, but for my own self-edification, I love being oversaturated in races I can sleep in my own bed at night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's races so, in, so, yeah. in commerce been going on forever, haven't they? Well, uh, the the first race came out in 76. Uh, it was under the IHRA sanction. The NHRA took mm-hmm. over uh, running the track. Uh, well, took over uh, sanctioning the track in 1981 and uh, eventually purchasing the track, and they just sold the track, and it's going to become a battery uh, factory, unfortunately. Hmm. Well, what else has been going on? We've, uh, we've, we've talked a good bit about Atlanta, but, I mean, you've been, there's been racing in all over the country. I know in Florida, the Gator Nationals and everything. Who's been... Uh, because I watched some of that. Who's uh, who's been winning, and uh, what's the what's the skinny on the overall picture there? Well, in top fuel, uh, Steve Torrance uh, returned to the winner's circle at the four wide in uh, Las Vegas. The race where we run four cars at a time, uh, basically uh, putting you know forty thousand horsepower in each drag race. So they're side by side by side by side, you know, four at a time. And, and Bob Tasca won one uh, for for Ford, the Mustang, on the anniversary of its birthday. You know, that's convenient. Sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So he won that one. Erica Anders found her way back to the winner's circle in pro stock. And uh, you know, the bikes Ryan Ayler running a uh, V-twin bike, which is like one of the derivatives of the Harley-Davidson, like the S&S engines. He won the pro-stop bike category. Now, we return back to two-wide configuration next week. And, you know, everybody, you know, I consider four-wide races like NASCAR's road courses, you know, it's something out of the ordinary, and it's something different. So, you know, we do it twice a year. So, you know, fans, uh, those who cannot keep up with four wide racing are probably not the best multitaskers like <laughs> some of us are. <laughs> you know, you, you just, uh, the the best place to watch a four wide and appreciate it is down at the finish line. Because then they come by you at full, full speed and they're, uh, it's something else when you have four of them come by. It's it, 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 uh, it, it's sensory overload. <laughs> well, Bob, I was going to ask every bit of it. 
with yeah, with four going four wide like that, how far away from the track can you feel it in your chest? Oh, dude. The other coast. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a uh, I had a group of Vietnam veterans when I was uh, administrating the the uh, welcome home dragster that Melanie Troxel drove, and we would have Vietnam veterans there as our uh, special guest. And uh, I tried to explain to them what uh, what a uh, fuel car is like. And I said, you know what, guys? When you were told to get some all in your foxholes because there was incoming, uh, incoming rounds of mortars and everything else, well, that's what it is, and it just doesn't stop till the engine turns off or blows up, one of the two. And... Uh- it, it, it's, it's just like constant, constant. And at the time that we had the Vietnam veterans there, they would do a process, which is called seating the clutch, and basically they walk the throttle while these cars are running, and it just goes like that. I mean, it just it will shake your whole inside till they're scrambled eggs, it feels like. You're just like, holy moly. Let me ask you this now. The the other um, now you said there are two places they run four wide, and so obviously the other one is Charlotte. Um, Yeah, that's coming up the next race after Atlanta. Okay, well, is that anything to do the one in Las Vegas with Bruton Smith? I mean, he's kind of oh yeah, he's he's so he's got he's the common denominator and the only one pushing for four wide. Well, see, I figured something out about drag racing because I knew that uh, he Aren't handled uh, the Las Vegas race too. So uh, he's uh, yeah. he's a, he's the four wide man. He's got the he's got the the monopoly on that, I guess. But anybody could do it, I guess, if they wanted to. Right? Sounds to me like you're not uh, really too much. I mean, other than the the sensory overload you talked about, it sounds like to me you're kind of like I am. You'd rather see him go by two at a time. It, it doesn't matter to me. At, at 12 years old, I learned how to appreciate drag racing in all configurations. You know, you have those that say, well, if you don't race quarter mile, it ain't real racing. You know what? Bull bleep. <laughs> you know? It, it, it is drag racing. Just because it doesn't subscribe to your theories doesn't mean it isn't real to everybody else. So I learned to appreciate drag racing at the eighth mile to the thousand foot and to the quarter mile, you know, just like uh, it, it would be like a NASCAR fan saying, "If it ain't a super speedway, then it ain't real race." That's a good analogy. Yeah. That's a real good you know, analogy. You learn how to appreciate it, and I learned how to appreciate. I learned if a twelve-year-old back in the old days, when you had to figure out paper stuff on paper instead of just punching into your cell phone or calculator if if a 12 year old kid can figure out what a car is running to the eighth mile as opposed to the quarter mile can convert that then some people need to reevaluate their their learning you know what i'm saying yeah so what's coming up bobby where are, where are you going to be next and uh i know uh memorial day is a huge uh weekend for a lot of uh, disciplines in auto racing. What's uh, on tap for drag racing? Well, drag racing is, again, I usually only look one race out. Okay. <laughs> for me, because there's so many. Uh, we have uh, the the PDRA, which is 8th Mile Full Body Door Slammer Racing. Uh, they're coming to Beach Bend 
and Bowling Green, Kentucky. First time for them there. Of course, we got the Charlotte uh, Z-Max Dragway, the Bellagio of drag strips. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, they're coming up with their four wide, which is always an entertaining event. And uh, we, uh, uh, I'm not sure of the schedule. I just know when it's time to sign the checks, you know. <laughs> I, ever since I got sick, I haven't been on the road as much as I used to. Uh, I figure it's it's easier just to you know let the let the people who I've hired to do their jobs go do their jobs and get out of the way. You know how's the crowds? How, how have the crowds been? I mean, did they cut back to no crowds at all and are and are ramping back up to full crowds? Um, how does that stand? Uh, if you wanted to get buy a ticket and go to the four wides in Charlotte, well, I, I believe it's whatever the community, uh, whatever the local government. Uh, standards are. I think. Uh, I think the Florida race, Gainesville, was like eighty-five percent capacity. Not sure what the Vegas capacity was, uh, but but we're not up to a hundred percent capacity. Uh, Southeast Gassers recently had a race at uh, Shady Side Dragway in Bowling right. Spring, North Carolina. Great crowd. Were you up there? Uh, no, I was actually off that weekend because I had one of my. No, I was just gonna say Ernie Smith drives a car that's got uh, our our Fox logo on there. That uh, Greg Moore, who's a member of our team, that just walked away. He he and his wife Roberta give him some money, and I was just I hadn't talked to Ernie, and I didn't know how he did, but that was uh, that's what he runs, and he's a pretty regular on our show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, everybody was there. We're getting ready to put up our coverage from that this weekend. Ian Talker. Was our correspondent was there along with Roger Richards, our staff photographer, and, and we've got that. Uh, you know, I guess I guess what I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, fellas, is that I'm reaping the rewards of putting together such a solid team, and, and these guys better count their lucky stars that we don't drag race uh, because my team at CompetitionPlus.com that they they're on. They are on it. We actually had two uh, teams in the field last weekend, one in uh, at Shady Side and one in Las Vegas. Wow! And, uh, you know, so so we were we were on it, and uh, I guess one of the things I've I've learned how to do is put together a good team, and, and they really do their job. And it's sad sometimes that they almost don't even need me. I have to beg them to let me come to the races, and I'm the one signing the check. <laughs> well, they need you if you're the one signing the check. Let me ask you a really, really basic question that I've always wondered about, and I don't think I've ever asked you this, but uh, what is the difference between the International Hot Rod Association and the National Hot Rod Association? Well, the... Uh the International Hot Rod Association, for uh, lack of a better word, is basically on life support. So well, there's the big difference right there. Well, what was the original uh, difference? Because, I, I mean, the National Hot Rod Association is, I always think of that as the big one. I mean, the, the main one that's been around for so long. All right, let's go back for a little history lesson well before I was born. All right. Okay, in the 60s, there were two major sanctioning bodies. The uh, National Hot Rod Association with Wally Park and the American Hot Rod Association uh, with uh, the late Jim Tice. 
uh, actually all of the original founders of the sanctioned bodies are now deceased. Well, there was this gentleman named Larry Carrier who owned Bristol Motor Speedway. Right. Heard of him. And he de- he decided to build a drag strip. Well, he uh, he built this drag strip in Bristol, carved it out between the two, uh, two mountains called Thunder Valley. And he hosted the 1965 NHRA Spring National. By 1967, Mr. Larry Carrier and Wally Parks had a falling out. So, uh... Larry Carrier went to the AHRA, where, after a couple of years, he and Jim Tice had a falling out. So he and partner Carl Moore, the uh, senator from Tennessee, he says, well, you've made the NHRA mad. You've made the uh, AHRA mad, so what do we do now? And he says, well, we start our own sanctioning body. And then 1971, the International Hot Rod Association was born, and it uh, it was the Rebel Series. But basically, uh, they came out. With, they had tracks in Rockingham, Bristol, and Darlington, and they basically ran parallel with uh, NASCAR on a lot of them. While the NHRA was basically West Coast and. Had a few uh, northern stops there, but they were very weak in the southeast. Well, the southeast was where Larry Carrier and the International Hot Rod Association really, really controlled. Well, in that relationship, he he met the gentleman uh, from uh, Ralph Seagraves from R.J. Reynolds. Right. And actually, it was the IHRA that first introduced uh, went into drag racing, and he knew for uh, for them to get the major market and everything for their new sponsor and make it worth their while, they had to introduce Winston to NHRA, much to the chagrin of Larry Carrier. Now Winston owned all the drag racing, but they didn't cover the American Hot Rod Association, which eventually went belly up in the 1980s. Okay. And that was a time that the IHRA was actually, most of the things that you see in NHRA drag racing that are real innovative came from the IHRA, believe it or not. The NHRA always looked down on the IHRA, but they they didn't realize there was a time that the IHRA was getting ready to take over drag racing. Well, that's a, that's a great well, in-depth uh, explanation. Before we let you go, tell us how we can... Uh, Keep up with uh, with your reporters and you and your website and the things that you can sell and buy there. Well, gentlemen, it starts with a daily visit to competitionplus.com, Drag Racing, uh, original internet magazine. We were internet before internet co- was cool, you know, just like I was COVID before COVID was cool. <laughs> Not that it was ever really cool. I like, uh, but... In 1999, we got this crazy idea that people want to read their news on the Internet. And we created CompetitionPlus.com, which employed real, honest-to-goodness, trained journalists delivering the same reporting as most of the newspapers. And 21 years later, here we are, still killing it. Is that the CompetitionPlus.com? Is that where people go to, to get your goods and your news? If you want to know what I know, 
that's where you go. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Look, thanks for coming <laughs> on. If you uh, hold on, one more plug, a shameless plug. Okay. You know the back of our T-shirt. Uh, they basically say what we're all about. You know, they have a beautiful design on the front. And on the back, it says where you can believe what you read on the Internet. There you go. And, and those can be purchased at competitionplusapparel.com. Okay. And, and they're real good shirts. We sell out of just about everything we get every time we get new shirts. And, you know, if you got to wear a face covering, you ought to at least wear a good-looking one, you know. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Thank you. We got to go. We're up against the break. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll try to get you more regularly and um, see if we can finalize a time that might be better for you. But I know you can't do much about it if you got a meeting coming up. But um, thank you, thank you very much for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, that's Bobby Bennett, and we love having Bobby on. But it's he. We kind of have to fit him in here and there where we can. Let's take a break. Deb Williams is. Already calling to get on the show. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Where's the greatest return on your tax dollars? Elite Audio, where we offer the best in car audio, video, navigation, and custom design systems that are one of a kind. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time in your car, so make it safe with hands-free Bluetooth and keep the kids entertained with a mobile video system. The look of your ride is just as important as how it sounds. We also do wheels, tires, and accessories. Over 80 wheels on display at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on the web at EliteAudioOnline.com. You dream it, we build it. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all fucking hold up. LNFM at 98.3. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. 
I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. I finally got your start to work. Good morning. Well, that means we're getting into the routine of things now. I guess so, or, or I'm finally figuring it out. But anyway... You promised we'd pick the winner last week and uh, because we had the last seven, but uh, somehow Bowman the Showman messed it up. Well, that's true, and, you know, that was a surprise to everyone. I, it was quite interesting in the Zoom conferences post-race because Joy Logano took it a lot better, needless to say, than Denny Hamlin did. But Joy Logano was kind of laughing about it, and, of course, the way it's gone down for Denny Hamlin recently, he was not amused. But that certainly surprised everyone. And I also thought it was interesting that the crew chief mentioned that he knew what to do because of something that Dale Earnhardt Jr. had told him when he was his driver. So I thought that was interesting. You know, you always hear about them taking their books from race to race and for him to have stored that knowledge away that Dale Earnhardt Jr. gave him many years ago in feedback regarding how the track changes and how he was able to use that to get Alex Bowman into victory lane was quite interesting to me. Well, you know, when he went by, I mean, he, he was gone. He didn't fool around with him, and he sort of came from out of nowhere. That's true, and of course, he knew it was a short run, and he mentioned, as did uh, that... They didn't appear to do any chassis adjustments, so it's like Joy Logano said, it had to be done with air pressures. And, of course, had the run not been as short as it was, the air pressures with the others that had to come up, that would have equaled out and would have allowed probably Hamlin and Logano to come back by Bowman. But it was just enough short run there at the end that the higher air uh, higher air pressures in the tires worked out and launched you and gave you a quicker start than, say, or the lower ones, and that was what gave Alex Bowman the edge he needed. Yep, Deb, that's right. Uh, uh, them notes mean a, mean a bunch, and uh, the air pressure has been so sensitive with, with the radios really ever since they come out. You know, Dale Senior had, had trouble adjusting to them for about a year or so, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, it helps to keep them notes and, and and knowing what people have done successfully in the past, especially at the same racetracks and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think that was one thing that made Larry Reynolds so good was he would keep exact notes. Now, me and Bud kept kept good notes uh, on the chassis and the motors and stuff, but uh, uh, well, Reynolds was probably one of the best at, at 
looking at things and absorbing knowledge and everything, and that's when he was successful. Uh, keeping notes means a bunch in racing. You know, it's interesting you should bring that up because that was one thing that amazed me on the inaugural uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway media tour that we had in 1983 when we went to Junior Johnson's facility. And I actually was assigned to the group where Jeff Hammond was explaining things to us. And he was talking about how they kept records on each engine part. Wow. And... Yeah, they kept records on each engine part, every part that went in the car and all. They kept records on it. And I had asked Ronald Queen, who used to be on Junior Johnson's crew many years ago, I'm sure you remember him, Greg, the other day, if all those records were still there, because since Flossie has passed, you know, I'd love to get those records for the stock car collection at Appalachian State University because it would be wonderful for research purposes, which is why that stock car collection exists. And he said he would check and see, but I know after Junior and Flossie went their separate ways, and when I was at Flossie's house occasionally after that, the shop that was the original shop behind the house looked as though it had been untouched and everything was still in there. So I'm hoping that her relatives who have been cleaning out things there have not thrown them away or that they're still there because I I would love to recover them for the stock car collection at Appalachian State University. Yeah, that'd be be a great contribution to them. And, uh, uh, Deb, like I say, uh, with, with the motor thing and the parts, you got to, everybody had to do that. You had to keep track of just all that stuff. But uh, to go in a race shop and just eliminate stuff, you know, there's so much history. Uh, there's there's things that still can be learned from the past. That's uh, like an experienced driver and stuff. I think some of the shows we see in this year are pretty good. But I have a little bit of trouble remembering who's in what car. <laughs> Uh, but I'm getting you know one. that that is a problem because they change paint schemes so yeah, often. Yeah. It's it, it's really difficult, and you know I know that's the sign of the economic times. But it certainly was so much easier when everyone had the same paint scheme all year long. I mean, almost from year to year. In a lot of instances, you knew uh, Fred Lorenzen was going to be in that white n- number twenty-eight with the blue blue numbers on it and so on and so forth. Well, you didn't even have to see the numbers to know the cars. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at the Wood Brothers with the candy apple red and white and the gold number 21 numbers on it. And and Richard Petty, of course, once you adjusted to that STP red, right. which kind of became more of an orange, but, you know, it was just so much easier. And you could spot them when they were on the back stretches at Talladega and Daytona. And yeah. now it's really difficult to, you know, Denny Hamlin's probably one of the most consistent out there. Him and Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch, and uh, because they're they're pretty stable in their paint schemes. But some of the others, it's really hard. To, uh, that's why it takes so long to identify a car when it's been in an accident. Yeah. You don't know what the paint scheme is that week. Deb, what's uh, do you have, have you got any intel on the? What they might do it if it rains today uh, down there. The radar actually doesn't look that bad. Ronnie and I have been tracking it, but, you know, uh, we're looking at two races tomorrow or three with the ARCA or 
Do you have well, any idea? I don't know. They they actually just shut the air titans down again. It just started raining again, mm. so they've shut the air titans down right now. So, you know, I think there's a possibility we might get the Xfinity Series race in later this afternoon because it's not scheduled to start until 4 o'clock Eastern time. Right. But I would say the ARCA race is still pretty iffy. They've already canceled practice for the ARCA event, and it's just going to depend on how fast that front moves, and I know it's changing. Actually, up here, it just started a light rain up here about 30 minutes ago, and they said on the weather forecast this morning that the more severe weather would probably stay south of us and go straight across because these cool temperatures that we have are, you know, helping keep the threat of bad weather. I mean, severe thunderstorms and all that down. So it suits me fine if it stays cool and cloudy all day. But, yeah. you know, I think it's going to just have to to wait, take a wait-and-see attitude, unfortunately, and it's just going to depend on how fast that front moves. And it's just about every week. Let's... uh. Let's get our picks in right now. And, Deb, I'm good for my promise. I said you could go first this week. So, uh, in a race where it's probably going to be harder to pick the winner than any other race because of uh, all the first-time winners you get at Talladega, who, who do you like? Yeah, you, I, you go first. Well, you know, I was going to say, as unpredictable as this season has been, you can use unpredictability with multiple, multiple explanation points <laughs> this week. You know, knowing how dear Talladega and Daytona was to Robert Yates' heart, <coughs> excuse me, and how uh, Doug Yates has carried that on, i got to go with a Ford. So, you know, I'm going to have to go with Joy Logano. But, you know, my surprise, possible one that's going to surprise everybody is Eric Amarola, but i got to go with Joey Logano. I'm telling you, last year, I never got to pick Al Marola, but I told Alan almost every race, he's going to win one of the of the super speedway races like at, uh, like Talladega. That's where I thought he would win, but I don't have enough guts to do it. I'm going to stick with... <laughs> I'm going to stick... I'd like to say somebody like Bubba Wallace. I mean, I think that he's got as good a chance as anybody, probably, but I'm going to go... No, take that 23 down. Alan writes them on the whiteboard over here. Put that nine up... <laughs> Put the nine up for me. Uh, Lanny has already uh, texted in. He wanted uh, Blaney, and I said, well, you can't have him if Deb wants him because we never let Deb go first. So, Lanny gets... Oh, well, I appreciate that. Well, we'll let you go first next week, too, when it won't be such a crap shoot. I don't even know where... Where are they racing next week? Kansas. Kansas, that's right. That's right, because the trucks are out there. Uh, yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie, who you like? I'm going to stay with my guy, 19. Okay, he'll take Truex. Greg? I'm going to have to stick with Wood Brothers. They always run good at Talladega and Daytona. don't matter what driver or nothing. And just love them to death. You, you know, it's interesting you should say that because Matt DiBenedetto was one of the Zoom conferences earlier this week. And, of course, the big question to him was after what happened last year when he got penalized for forcing William Byron below the yellow line. And they were talking about just how quickly you have to make your decisions. And, you know, if my memory serves me correct, he would have finished second in that race. So that's not such an out-on-the-limb pick, Greg. Uh, oh, I don't, you know, what would be an out-on-the-limb pick? I mean, maybe 
Joey Gaze or something, but you know most of them have a pretty good shot. <laughs> You know, and the interesting thing is, even though of the active drivers, Brad, Brad Keselowski leads with the most wins at Talladega, he hasn't won at Talladega since 2017. Yeah. Well, we uh, let me finish up here. Alan took... Uh, Sorry. Took, no, no. Deb, you're a star. You talk whenever you want to. But uh, um, Alan took number three. That's uh, Austin Dillon. And he gave he gave Al Marola to his daughter, Jada. So, uh, um Deb, we got just a couple of minutes left here. After the break, at the top of the hour, we've got the 1988 Talladega winner coming on, which is uh, Ken Schrader, who is between races. He raced last night, he's racing tonight, and he's racing tomorrow. So he's still very busy. I did look up your uh, your racing uh, series coming up on CBS and only got like a minute and a half here. But those cars that they're racing is something that uh, they're fabricating themselves. They're, they got flat sides, and I don't remember the, what the engine is, but they're, there's not anything that resembles, I mean, it resembles something on the street, but it's a completely new car. That was the impression that I received after I went back and read a lot of the press releases after we got off the air, and I think Ray Everham is probably the one that's overseeing that that part of it would be my guess. Of course, he and Tony Stewart are probably doing it together, but... That facility that Ray has in Mooresville, North Carolina, is perfectly capable of doing that. Well, they've got some pictures of it on there, and evidently they've already tested some of them. So uh, uh, it's not a bad-looking car. I'm, I'm anxious. To, I like any kind of racing just about, so I'm anxious to see what they come up with. Yeah, me too, and particularly since it's an all-short-track series, that's particularly interesting to me. Well, it had the, the list of drivers, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'll have it when we get closer to it, and the tracks that they're running on, and I think they may still add some drivers. There was one guy there I never heard of, but uh, there was... Uh, Who was that? I, I don't... I'd have to look at it. I couldn't remember oh, the name okay. because I never heard of it, but... <laughs> but, uh, Deb, you're, you're a treasure. We love having you on, and... Uh, Try to stay dry this weekend. There won't be any gardening, I don't guess. But uh, you, uh, <laughs> no, not this weekend. Yeah. So keep well, us. Let, let me let me just say something real quick. You got Ask twenty Ken seconds. Schrader. Okay. Uh, Harry Hyde was Ken Schrader's crew chief when he won that race at Talladega. So ask Kenny what Harry Hyde said to him as they started that last lap. Ah, uh, sure will. Thank you, Deb. You're the best. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week, Deb. Thank you. All Have right. a good race weekend. You too. Mm. Bye-bye. Deb Williams, come up with a question from 1988 to ask him. What, what is she, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. In racing. In racing. <laughs> Can't say that because we got girlfriends and wives around here. But uh, anyway, we're going to take a break at, at the uh, top of the hour here. I'm going to try to get rid of this tickle in my throat. And we're going to come back with uh, Ken Schrader. And ask him that question and several others. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Nope, I said it. Fox Sport 1,498 FM. We are Fox Sports. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host football is Fox Sports 1,400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are and here's what you need to know. In Major League Baseball Friday night, it was a different kind of Fernando Mania at Dodger Stadium. 
Padres defeated the Dodgers 6-1 as Fernando Tatis Jr. hit two home runs 22 years to the day that his father hit two grand slams in the same inning at Dodger Stadium. Mets blank the Nationals 6-0. Jacob deGrom, a complete game two-hit shutout with 15 strikeouts, no walks. A's wedding at Baltimore 3-1. Oakland on a 12-game winning streak, its longest in 19 years. In the NBA Friday night, Golden State defeating Denver by 21. Steph Curry, 25 of his 32 in the second half. Draymond Green tying a career high with 19 assists. And Washington won its seventh in a row. They won at OKC by 20. Russell Westbrook, his ninth triple-double in his last 10 games. I'm Isaac. A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Reuben's, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glassmart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glassmart, helping your team win. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And we are having just a little trouble hooking up with uh, Kenny Schrader. He might have gone through that tunnel outside of Wartburg, Tennessee or something, if they've got one. <laughs> or uh, I don't know where I'm that is. You. I don't know where Wartburg is. Well, i tell you what. Look it up. Okay. And we're going to turn it over to Alan and let him tell us what's supposed to happen this week and what did happen last week. Well, we're going to start off last week. We're going to start off over here at Cherokee Speedway. We're going to start off with the Super Sportsman Class. First place went to Andrew Baker. I think that's his first time over at Cherokee Speedway. Congratulations to him on his win. Second place went to Andy Blackwood. Third went to Brad Williams. Fourth went to Colt Gilliam. And fifth went to Wayne Curtis. In the Pro 4A feature, first place went to Casey Towell. Second went to Mason Pugh. Third went to Randy Weaver. Fourth went to Barrett Bishop. And fifth went to Curtis Bishop. In Extreme 4 Division, uh, first place went to Johnson Shrett. And now, let's go back to Perry. <laughs> yeah. I think he must have had to make a pit stop there or something. So, uh, we're but, I think he must have had to make a pit stop there or something. So uh, we got Kenny Schrader on the line. And uh, good morning, Kenny. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing great. I thought maybe you were going through a tunnel up there near Wartburg, Tennessee or something. Well, actually, we're 30 miles out of Nashville. Uh, Wartburg was canceled. So we're headed to our uh, race in Salem, Indiana tomorrow. I tell you, you couldn't go to a much more famous venue than Salem, Indiana to race. I tell you what, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've got to run there uh, a number of times. It's been a pretty good little place to us. So going back tomorrow, we'll run one of the street stock cars. But I'm getting to drive a Chucky Barnes car. And that's, uh, they've, he's always got really good stuff. So we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. Kenny, we appreciate you coming on. And, um, uh, you know, you've done a lot for racing. You still race so much. I mean, ever since you come on the scene, it's like every other night you race. I guess that keeps you sharp. Uh, we were looking at some stuff. You actually won some dirt tracks, and and and, and you're still winning and running. And I, I think this hats off to 
how good a driver you are and a different thing that do have uh, Deb Webb that asked us to ask you a question. What what did what did Harry Hyde when you won Talladega in eighty eight? What did Harry Hyde tell you on the last lap? She said, "Make sure, she said make sure you ask Kenny uh, Kenny uh, Schrader what what they were he was told on the last lap." No, I don't remember about the last lap. I know it's about seven or eight to go. We were running about twentieth, and we'd been up front. And I, I made some little bonehead move and got way in the back, and he tell, he just told me that I, I needed to get back up there. You know, I, I don't, but I don't remember what he told us the last lap. I think we were third, maybe when they started the last lap, and then Dale. Dale blocked Sterling, and Sterling wiggled him a little bit, or I forget how it happened, but, you know, it just enabled us to get a run that uh, was enough to get the job done. Well, it must have been something outstanding, because she told us right before, we just got off the phone with her uh, a little before 11 o'clock, and she, that was the last thing she said, was ask, ask Kenny what... Um, Harry Hyde said, said. Oh, yeah, on the last lap. Um, you know, I looked at your website last night, and I was, I mean, I knew you were still racing some, but, I mean, you've got a beautiful shop and all those cars, and, and it looks like here, from what I'm looking at, you won on uh, March 27th at West Plains, um, Missouri, and then on uh, April 3rd, you won again, uh, you know. You're not only at, that was at I-55 uh, in Peavely, Missouri, and uh, I mean you're not just racing; you're still winning. Well, we've uh, we've had a pretty good year. Now we run seventh last night. Uh, we started seventh and run seventh now. Boyd Speedway, right right south of Chattanooga. Uh, we run fifth last week, and I can't even remember exactly where we were at. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, yeah, we're still every now and then we wind up getting there first. Uh, Really looking forward to going to Salem because that place so much fun. Uh, we, had, we went actually over and ran half a dozen or a dozen laps a couple weeks ago, just uh, familiarizing myself with the car a little bit. Uh, so yeah, we're—I mean, we're not the slowest one yet. <laughs> well, we saw that you do have a, a bunch of cars in your shop. When you go to all these places, though, Kenny, do you always take your car, or do you sometimes drive? what they can provide for you well if we run if we run 80 times this year say uh i say maybe about 65 of them we'll take our own stuff and 15 of them they'll drive something else i've been out to arizona and ran three nights driving someone else's car uh this year and then tomorrow with salem and uh we've got a couple more scheduled but most of the time it's their own car how close did you come to running at Bristol? I mean, I know the rain uh, washed a lot of plans out, but um, you were one of the first ones I thought of when I even heard last year they were going to have a dirt race at Bristol. Well, we were we were scheduled to go to Bristol, and we were going for the UMP modified UMP late mile race, and the forecast was really bad for Thursday and Saturday, and I had a Monday morning flight to Boston to test the uh, Ray Everham car. We're, we're doing some testing for them for the SRX series. Right. So we we wound up, I wanted to, we skipped Bristol because when you pulled in there Thursday, you had to stay till the race was over. 
and we didn't. We thought we'd get rained out Saturday night. Didn't want to pull out Sunday and have to get back to St. Louis uh, to fly to Boston. So we skipped that and just watched it on TV. It looked it looked awful good, uh, but it did rain out Saturday, and they had to run it on Sunday. Well, Kenny, you know you you had a knack for all kind of race cars and uh, sprints. Uh, NASCAR, just just everything. But one thing I, I was wondering, you know, uh, did you ever run? And this might be a stupid question, probably not. Uh, did you ever run uh, open wheel with the Indy cars? Anyway, no, we went we went to Indianapolis in uh, nineteen eighty three. Uh, we had a we had a little ride, and it was a, it was a good little car. Uh, we only had the one. And we ran uh, 196, I think, and you only had to run 186. We ran 192, and you only had to run 186 to get in. And we cut a tire and wrecked the uh, the damn thing. And I had a bunch of car owners come up, uh, asked us, you know, what we had, you know. I mean, they were thinking like sponsorship, and I was thinking I had a new uniform and a helmet. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we wound up, uh, that's really when I made the decision to work pretty hard to wind up to see if I could go down south. I mean, so, I mean, that one wreck that day was probably what got us uh, down to uh, to NASCAR, and that, that kind of worked out better for us, I do believe. Who are you going to drive for up there? Because I'm a big Indy fan. Greg, I tell you that. I, I love Indianapolis and open wheel well, USAC stuff. Uh, I was driving for uh, Yasona Purcell from Vincent, Indiana, who ran the race a number of years as an owner. And uh, Grant King was crew chief. Mm, Grant King, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, and I told you this last year, and I swore I wouldn't bring it up, but it was the next year in 84 that I, the first time I ever saw you race was at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, and uh, Marv Carmen won the race. But you were there. Yeah, I think we were on fifth or sixth. You ran good. 200-lap race. Uh, on the uh, half-mile pavement deal there, uh, if I remember right. Yeah. Or 100 lap. I thought it was 200. Might might only been 100. It was a big race. But, uh, I think it was 200. Yeah, we ran the uh, the Pizza Hut uh, Silver Crown car out of St. Louis. That's right. Um, now, you've got so many accomplishments, and you've done you've done so much, and you're a four-time winner on uh, the... Uh, Winston Cupper, as it was then, I uh, I just marvel at how you have time to do so much, and and you're not don't appear to be winding down too much. And know you don't have the weekly cup stuff to go through, but uh, um, I mean, any end in sight that you can that you're aware of, or are you just going <laughs> to keep going? I mean, you're you're a, you're a miracle. Well, I don't know about that, but we we've, we've sold our shop in North Carolina, and. Uh, moved uh, to St. Louis. So we're adding on the facility there and, and uh, building another little building. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit longer. And it's been very that with the uh, Federated Auto Parts and, and Hunt Brothers Pizza that, uh, you know, we've we've been with Federated for 22 years. So that's allowed us to keep, keep out there playing. Uh, so we I got no real plans to to quit yet you know we have deb williams on every week at 10 20 uh 10 40 uh so she was on right before you for 20 minutes and she as i said uh talked about you a little bit and not this week but last week she 
was telling us about uh, you had moved your shop from Concord, I guess, to St. Louis. And she said that your wife, Ann, ran your ARCA team. Well, she she ran the office for sure. I mean, she had she had a tremendous amount to do with it. Uh, I mean, she and she still does with all the dirt races and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I get too screwed up. I just remember when I'm supposed to be. She has to take care of all that other stuff. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, tell your wife oh. I said hello. Been a long time since I've seen her, and uh, I, I hope, sure hope she, I hope she's doing well. And it's cool to see that you just keep going and going. I mean, you look you the might, same. He looks the same. <laughs> I mean, just like I mean yeah. I'm 64 years old, and uh, I, I know Kenny's supposed to be a little bit older than me, but uh, it looks to me like he's going to run like Red Farmer. He's going to run. Yeah, uh, uh, run run until really he runs out. Yeah, if you think I look the same, you need to go get your eyes checked. I'm looking at the picture on your uh, website, and I know you wouldn't put a bad picture on your own website. <laughs> it was pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you ought to see me. <laughs> I'm bad enough at Wacko Wins Racing. You ought to see what it look like mm-hmm. now. Well, no, we're still having fun. That's the problem. If we weren't having fun anymore, we could quit. But we're still we're still having fun. Having trouble finding a race for tonight, though, after work, work got canceled. Uh, a lot of... Uh, We've got a UMP modified with us in the trailer. A lot of uh, UMP races up in Indiana and stuff actually close to Salem, but there's just rain going through there right now, and everything's getting getting uh, rained out. Well, Kenny, wheel modifiers that you drive now, are they as much fun as they look like they are to drive as they are on the racetrack? They're they're pretty much fun. Now, we got a couple different associations that we run. To Landon Davis? Uh, Fifth went to Ronnie Pitson. In the Thunder Bombers, first place went to Daniel Massey. Second went to Joshua Lucas. Third went to Trevor Blue. Uh, fourth went to Ricky Bogan. Fifth went to Tom Ennis. And now we're going to move up here to uh, Harris Speedway. First place in the front wheel drive division. Randy Hill took first place. Any Second- relation? No, not no relation, not that I know of. All Could right. be. I'll have to check it out. Funny you know. things go on up in them hills. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Second place went to Chris Meadows. Third <laughs> went to Jonathan Butler. Fourth went to Keith Tate. And fifth went to Danny Tollison. And the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Jason Edmonds. Second went to Lloyd Dean Burgess. Third went to Michael Owensby. Fourth went to Brandon Satterfield. Fifth went to Dwayne Worley. In the pure stock division, first place went to Mikey Brock. Second went to Josh Ayers. Third went to Ray Hudson. Fourth went to Dwayne Worley. Fifth went to Kevin Nations. As you'll hear me say some of these names twice over the radio because they, they are actually running two divisions there. In the first division, uh, MMSA, first place went to Nick Walker. Second went to Logan Ritchie. Third went to Matt Gilbert. Fourth went to Tack Brown. Fifth went to Harley Holden. In the Young Gun Division, first place went to Caden Personnel. Second went to Tristan Henderson. Third went to Nick Norris. Fourth went to Isaiah Lawrence. Fifth went to Johnson Skeet. In the 602 Late Models, first place went to John Ruggiero Jr. Second went to John Price. Third went to Blake Deal. Fourth went to Dustin Taylor. Fifth went to Justin Walford. 
Nice to see the late balls going up there to Harris Speedway for a long time. Them boys didn't even go up there. So uh, kind of good to see that Harris Speedway promoters are kind of putting late balls back in that division up there. Sometimes it's good to see them wide tires get up on that racetrack and kind of pack it on down a little bit. You had a big smile on your face when Kenny Ro- Kenny Rogers, I almost said that to him. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Schrader said something about eight-inch tires or something while ago. Well, that's uh, when you take him uh, big big block modifieds and stuff like that, and you start putting them on uh, eight-inch tires, you ain't got much to the ground to put them on, and uh, sometimes less horsepower. He's talking about the crate motors, mm-hmm. and that's, that's one thing about crate motors. They kind of like a smaller tire in a way. Okay. Uh, Renegade Crate Division. First place went to Jesse Wall. Second place went to Lane Pennell. Uh, third went to Lee Higston. Fourth went to Chris Davis. Fifth went to Josh Burgess. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Mason Mintz. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Michael Thompson. Fourth went to Heath Henderson. Fifth went to Michael Grant. And now we're going to move down here to last night. Uh, Livonia Speedway. They got their show in last night down at Livonia. They had the Carolina Lake Malls down there division. And, but uh, we're going to start off with the 602 Chargers division. First went to Brady Coldick. Second went to Jay Cohen. Third went to Drake Parsons. Fourth went to Justin Roberts. Fifth went to Zach Brown. In the Extreme 4 division, first place went to Scott Collinger. Second went to Randy Shaw. Third went to Michael Davis. Fourth went to Kevin Bryant. Fifth went to DJ Carey. In the Stock 8 division, first place went to Anthony Stevens. Second went to Seth Brown. Third went to Ricky Chamberlain. Fourth went to Robert Crow. Fifth went to Justin Sorrow. In the 602 late models, first place went to Cody Pritchett. Second went to Devin Morgan. Third went to Royce Bray. Fourth went to David McCoy. Fifth went to Dustin Mincy. And now the Carolina Clash. A feature paid $6,000 to win at Livonia Speedway. One of our local drivers went down there. Well, actually, two of our, three of our, three of our local drivers went down there and finished in the top three. First place went to Ross Bales. Second went to Zach Mitchell. Third went to Michael Brown. Fourth went to John Baker. And fifth went to Jeff Smith. And, uh, People that knows Jeff Smith, that was Freddie Smith, one of our l- long time. Long time, way back. Yes, sir. From up here at Kings Mountain, yep. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's the son of uh, Freddie Smith. Okay. He was Freddie in that, could get the job done. He was in that big wreck with uh, Frisson at Daytona that time with the, all the fire and everything. That's right. Yeah, very right. I just had one question for Alan. Uh, 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 is. Jamie Jamie Madison still running some, or just quit kind of quit running, or lost sponsorship. You know, his daddy was awful good employee of ours, and he used to run real competitive. Well, Greg, uh, you stepped out last week. Jamie Madison got burned up in a fire three weeks ago now, and uh, we <laughs> lost Jamie Madison. I did not know that. It was on the news. Uh, they, in fact, they did I a couple hate, of features I hate on that. it. I hate, I, I hate that. He uh, had been at uh, Cherokee that day. Cherokee Speedway that night over there helping uh, that night. Well, my Billy prayers, Bishop's my sauce. prayers go out to him, and that some how another with all everything going on, I, I missed that. But I hate that. I love the daddy to death and him and 
Uh, yep. Done a good. He parked. He parked right beside us, and uh, at Cherokee Speedway, every time they come over there, we was there. He'd park right beside us, and he'd he's driving at ninety seven for Holcom Trucking and uh, modified fours, and uh, he'd walk over to me and he said, "Oh man, what's this racetrack going to do tonight?" I'd say, "Well, you know, it's it's the same old Cherokee Speedway. I mean, you know, you got to keep watching it." And he'd walk down to the first turn. He'd come back, and. Uh, one of the last times over there, he looked at me and he said, uh, he brought me a picture where he'd won a big race, I think, up at Harris. And he looked at me and he handed me that picture and he said, if you would, how about hanging that up in your shop? He said, I'd feel, you know, to have it hanging up in your shop, I'd like just knowing it's hanging. I said, well, if you come down to my shop, you'll be able to see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate it. The prayers go out to him. Heck of a race driver today, he was a heck of a mechanic. Yes, he was. Ferrazzi, us, Cotton. Uh, yep. Great mechanic. But, and uh, kind of worked a little bit behind oh, his yeah. shop down there. And actually, I took a transmission to, to him, and he'd, he'd actually work on transmissions for me. Can I say something before I forget it? And just, just don't know, man. It was all over Facebook last night. I started to text you. We lost Charlie Glotz back yesterday. Did we? That's what I saw on Facebook. And I, I went to uh, some other sites and just googled him and i didn't see i didn't confirm it ronnie could you google uh charlie glass back because they were giving it the rest in peace and all of that stuff on facebook you know all the uh, um you know the local you know a lot of people a lot of people doing it anyway, i didn't but, mean to interrupt you but i didn't i, I meant right. to make a note of, don't forget to mention charlie glass back charging charlie boy he was a good yeah. the one that hit larry pearson up there at bristol in that celebrity race or whatever it was and larry took it pretty rough going go, back going go back down to livonia speedway we're going to get down to the modified street first place went to chris cape second went to mike seegers third went to jennifer evett fourth went to kyle gordon fifth went to brandon chander okay harris speedway harris since uh travis rest was going to have the big carolina clash series move up from livonia georgia they was actually going to move up to travis rest travis rest usually run on friday night but they changed their schedule up over to Saturday night for this Carolina Clash division. So they could run one night at Livonia, come up to here. Harris kind of took the weekend off, but just got a post that uh, Travers Rest has canceled out because of rain today. Well, not a surprise unless it's a boat race. <laughs> but uh, things are still, you know, I hadn't, hadn't heard nothing from Cherokee Speedway yet. So, uh the way they're looking at it, sometimes that rain stops right before you get over to the Yellow Mall, and uh, Cherokee Speedway <laughs> still be racing. So uh, that's the uh, thing going on. Yes, my brother just texted me, said yes, Charlie did pass away. Okay, yeah, so, they found him dead in his home. The no details. Okay, well, that's that's tough. He was he drove for Cotton, mm. and uh, I I got some things I could say about. Charlie, uh, when he drove, uh, oh, whose car was it? He drove here. McCarthy. He drove that car and it was a Dodge Super B. And I actually, uh, sort of hung around in the pits with them at Columbia and at Greenville Pick and Speedway after they had a seventh place finish at Atlanta. That was 1971. And, uh, uh, Charlie was a, I mean, he, he's one of them like Buddy Baker. He didn't know it had a brake pedal. No, he knew where the gas pedal was. Yeah, he he was he was really 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 good. Yeah, I mean, 
just don't know ifs and buts about it. Let me uh, let's take a break right here and come back, and we'll take it to the finish line. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try a little experiment when we come back. Um, you're listening to Start Your Engines. Customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grant, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Clay 1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the Hub City transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Think of it as a delicious, delightful, delectable dilemma. See, right now at McDonald's, it's your choice. Either the cheesy McDouble or the six-piece chicken McNuggets. Or maybe you should go with the new hot and spicy McChicken sandwich. Or the perfectly golden small fries. Yep, any two for $3. Mix and match your faves. And all you have to do is choose. Um, you do have to choose. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Race 
driver back then that was black. He was a hard-living, hard-driving damsel man. All in moonshine, whiskey for the bootleggers then. Wendell was his name in the concierge well. Cause Wendell Scott drove a car like a bell out of hell. I didn't know if that'd work or not, but that's a song that uh, Jay Sellers and I wrote. He wrote the music, I wrote the words, and uh, we got a whole CD of them here. But it didn't play the one I wanted it to play, so well, I got to. But it played a good one. Yeah, yeah. I should have played that when we had our Black History Month a couple of well, back in February. Like I say, and Wendell, he was another one to hold it. He could hold the steering wheel, match that gas pedal. Well, I tell you what, uh, just wish he'd got a little bit better chance. Shameless plug, I got about 500 of those CDs in my desk at home. If anybody wants one, uh, we'll negotiate a price. They're cheap, I can tell you that. Before we get going, I got to thank Lanny McKinney, who uh, I've heard from several times during the show. And we got to go drop the flash drive off of him because he had a problem on his end. So we'll take him to flash drive and uh, let him get a copy of the show to put on the podcast. And uh, uh, I think uh, Mike Hill got Came in with a, a couple of newsworthy uh, items there, Alan. Yeah, he said uh, what Deb was talking about, about uh, the records over at Junior's shop and stuff like that. He said they are all gone, stuff like that. So that's part of uh, history. His, history it's gone. Yeah. He said he does have some in his toolbox that, you know, they're locked up there. But I don't know, you know, what's going to happen to them. But uh also like to, on a better side note, Happy birthday to my son-in-law, Danny Tesnier. Danny Tez, what's he doing with the rain and everything? He can't be fishing today or riding oh, yeah, a jet you ski. Can fish, you, can, you can fish in the rain. That's one they of the best times to fish. Fish don't know it's raining or not. No. They're already I, underwater. I don't think nobody's out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, on a, another note, to change gears one more time here, uh, he did confirm that Charlie Gottsback passed away, right? Yes, he did. Okay. We'll try to do maybe something else on Charlie next week. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to thank uh, uh, all of our sponsors, 
and and the people here is with the radio station, everything that help makes this possible. Uh, one guy that's a friend of mine, Trent Lancaster, uh, he's been a supporter of the show and sponsored the show for for a while. And Which makes him a friend of all of us. He's a friend, of, yeah, and he, he's he, he's a super guy. And if you want somebody to take your money and do something with it, he's the guy to see. Okay, I, I appreciate everybody that, that is involved in this. It's just uh, I'm happy just to be here. Well, it's great to have a full crew. Look, yeah. Looking over here, I got Ronnie uh, here. And right you know. to left, we got Ronnie, Greg, and Alan, and it's a full house. And we had a great guest, but I got about 10 minutes to cover some stuff here, so let me get with it. For my vo- if I point at you, start talking, that means my, my, my tickle's back in my throat. <coughs> there you go. In the cup last week, of course, we already covered Dan, um, Alex, the showman Bowman won, driving the Ally car for Rick Hendricks, who's actually putting together a pretty decent year here with one of his drivers being the defending champ. As he went, as Deb told us, because of air pressure at a timely moment, went motoring right by Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano for the win. Christopher Bell was fourth, Martin Truex fifth. Eric Almarola went from 22nd to sixth. I should mention Alex Bowman went from 24th to first. So he, he got some passing points there. William Byron was uh, seventh, Kyle Bush eighth, Matt DB and Adetto was ninth, and Austin Dillon was tenth. Looking, um, looking at the point standings here, if I can get to it. Um, next page. Okay, the playoff standings. Don't care about the point standings. So, leading the standings with uh, two wins is Martin Truex. And uh, following him in order of their uh, stage points, Joey Logano, all these guys have one win. Joey Logano is second, William Byron third, Ryan Blaney fourth, Kyle Larson fifth, Christopher Bell sixth, Alex Bowman shot up to seventh ahead of uh, Michael McDowell, who's sort of fallen back into field now. Uh, he might think about trying to win Talladega real hard. That'd be a good good yeah. for him to p- get pull that, off. Yeah, if he can get a second win, you are, you know you're going to be. Yeah, you're going to be hard to beat that. Um, and then the guys without a win, and much to his surprise and and uh, chagrin, I'm sure, is uh, Denny Hamlin is ninth, Chase Elliott 10th, Kevin Harvick 11th. He tore a car up last week. Yes, he did. Uh, kind of, you know, whenever you're up on that track, Richmond is a pretty fast track. Yep. He had a tire go down, and uh, he eliminated the rear end of it, backing into the wall. 12th is Brad Keselowski. 13th, Kyle Busch. 14th, Austin Dillon. 15th is Ricky Stenhouse, moved in there. And 16th is Kurt Busch. And um, I tell you, that bunch there without a win, they're going to win. I mean, you know Kyle, well, you you think Kyle Busch would win, but I just about guarantee you Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott and Harvick will win someplace, and we aren't even to halfway yet. Yep. Well, we uh having a whole bunch of different winners this year, and uh, there's another boy sitting back down there at Talladega, and that's going to be that three-car, Austin Dillon. Uh, something about that Richard Childers group. They showing some uh, yes. they showing some life here lately. Yes, they are, and I forgot I had the lineup for today, or for tomorrow, for the Cup Cars, the 52nd annual Geico 500. Um and uh, Hamlin's on the pole. Logano is second. Truex is third. William Byron fourth. Alex Bowman fifth. Christopher Bell sixth. 
Ryan Blaney, 7th. Chase Elliott, 8th. Kyle Busch, ninth, And Brad Keselowski, 10th. Looking on down the line here at some of the guys we picked. D. Benedetto is 13th. Harvick is 16th. Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, row 12 has got Bubba, McDow- Bubba Wallace and Michael McDowell. I'll get it right. And uh, got a full field of 40 cars here. Got our favorite in there, uh, starting 38th there, Alan Kaz Gralla is uh, going to be in the number 16, the Hypens Chevrolet, and I'm not familiar with that team. Harrison Burton is starting um, 39th in the number 96 car. So uh, we got a full field of cars here. Full do you, field. Do you think we have a full field at the end? No, sir. We may not have a full <laughs> field after the first 10 laps. Okay. Xfinity didn't run last week. Jeremy Clements is sitting pretty in ninth place, and I told you that he's uh, he's one point out of eighth. He's eight points out of seventh, and ten points out of sixth. So he can do himself a lot of good, and he actually has about an eleven point spread over uh, ahead of Brandon Jones. So he's a pretty comfortable ninth, and with a good finish, he can move up and he could win this thing. Anybody could win it. He will be starting, and I'm not sure how he got such a lousy start, the way they figured this stuff out. But um, he's starting 14th, ninth in the standings and starting 14th in the race. I don't quite understand that. Austin Sendrick is on the pole. Daniel Hemrick is second. Harrison Burton third. Noah Cragson fourth. Justin Haley fifth. And those two don't get along at all. This ain't a place to take out a, gr- uh, a, a grudge. Um, Brandon Jones is uh, seventh. Austin, Justin Allgaier eighth. Jeb Burton, ninth, Myatt Snyder, 10th, and you go all the way back. To, well, I'll just read it. Almondinger's 11th, Michael Annette, 12th, Brett Moffat, 13th, and Jeremy Clements is 14th. So go, Jeremy. We will be watching at 4 o'clock. Looking at the radar, Ronnie, it doesn't look all that bad to me. I think they might just get it in. I haven't looked at it since we've talked about it early. Well, I held it up to yeah, you just yeah, now. Yeah. It, it looked pretty good. Okay. Indy. That was an exciting race. I enjoyed every lap of it. Um, Alex Palou, who has never won a race before, he's a young man um, from Portugal. Uh, no, I'm sorry, he's from Spain. And uh, he did a great job. And you've got to go to all the way to seventh place to find the uh, Stars and Stripes um, finishing. Second was Will Power. Third was Scott Dixon. Fourth, Patricio O'Ward. Fifth was Sebastian Bourdais, who was driving for A.J. Foyt, and A.J.'s got him a driver. He did a great job and could have actually finished a little better than that, but um, Sebastian Bourdais won about four championships, and he's got A.J. Foyt's car, and he's went from 16th to 5th and is looking real good. Renus VK was 6th, Graham Rahal 7th, Eric, Marcus Erickson was 8th, Alexander Rossi 9th, and the guy that I used to talk about all the time in the last few years driving for Haas, in Formula One, Roman Grosjean was 10th. And um, good to see him up there driving for Dale Coyne Racing with Rick Ware. And Rick Ware is the one that has those three stock cars every week. That's uh, the 51, 52, and 53 that they sort of have some rotating drivers in. So um, I believe this Rick Ware, I looked him up, and he's kind of like a he's kind of like a mini Penske. You know, he's, he's, got his, he's also got a, a Daytona prototype, too, if I'm not mistaken. So... He's uh, he's tapping his foot in the water everywhere. Of course, that was the first race of the season, and the standings are Palou, Power, Dixon, O'Ward, Bourdais, VK, Ray Hall, 
Erickson, Rossi, and Grosjean. Uh, that crash that happened on the first lap was uh, it was pretty exciting. That was Ryan Hunter Ray when uh, Joseph Newgarden spun back across the course in front of everybody, well, half the field anyway. And Jimmy Johnson, by the way, was 19th and missed the wreck, but then he had one of his own a short time later. ARCA is supposed to run at 1 o'clock this afternoon. That looks real iffy. Um, Formula One raced on a wet track at Emola, tore up a lot of cars. You'd think it was uh, Cherokee Speedway for F1 cars. Max Verstappen won it. Lewis Hamilton finished second, and he hit stuff. Been a wing, spun out a couple of times, and he still finished second. And Lando Norris was third. Uh, the point standings there, Lewis Hamilton is, Hamilton is still leading, but he's got a lot of competition this year. Verstappen is a point behind in second. Lando Norris is third. <coughs> Excuse me. Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari is fourth, and Valtteri Bottas is fifth. And that's Formula One, and they... Uh, they don't run till uh, next week, uh, I believe. And I meant to say that the uh, Indy cars are at St. Petersburg this weekend. And uh, qualifying is today at 145. And they don't care if it's raining or not. The WeatherTech prototypes are off. So let me go here straight to the television lineup. Today, ARCA is supposed to be at 1 o'clock on FS1. I doubt it. Or maybe. We don't know. IndyCar qualifying at 145 from St. Petersburg on Peacock. Uh, the Xfinity race will be on Fox, the main channel, at 4, hopefully. Then tomorrow, IndyCar at 12.30, race time till 2.30, and that's at St. Petersburg on NBC. And NASCAR is on Fox at 2, so they'll overlap just a little bit there. But I'd say watch the Indy race and finish up with NASCAR. Ronnie, you got about five, not about 15 seconds. Oh, listen, I'm still just tickled to be back. Glad to have you. And I hope everybody will still take care, wear your masks, social distance. This thing ain't over yet, folks. Uh, Alan? Well, I'd like to give a shout-out to your man, Wally Fowler. He broke out a new race car last weekend. And? And looking good. I'm talking about I've seen a video of it. He ran second. If he would have had a few more laps in that car, I think he'd have won it. Well, he's got a long season to go. Greg, you got about 15 seconds. Well, like I say, I'm just glad we're all here, and we, like I say, we just had a lot of trouble with rain with some of these races, and but we've been seeing good shows. I'm looking forward to to seeing Talladega as always, and, and uh, I, I miss the Formula One race. I like watching it. Oh, they tore up a bunch of them every time. I, and it, well, they were racing in the rain, so uh, and they got rain tires, but still, uh, you know, that's well, difficult to do. You I, can't see. And, and now they, uh, you know, with the, it's just difficult. Yeah, we went through that rain tire stuff. <coughs> we raced them rain a lot, but anyway. Uh, anyway, we uh, had some great guests today. Greg, great job getting Kenny Schrader. We're counting on you next week to get us another real good one, which I'm sure you will. And uh, join us next week, and we'll recap everything. We'll get a good, gre- a good guest for you. Lanny, we're on the way there. Natalie, get our table ready. We're coming to Applebee's. And between, keep it, (laughs) messed it up. Keep it between the fences.
been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400, WSBG Spartanburg.